Hello. Welcome to the podcast at For All Our Kids. You're listening to our story segment. Today's podcast is the final episode of our masala fairy tale, Sleeping Beauty. In the last episode, we learned that a petulant old man cursed Princess Dipali to die of a snake bite. But she escaped death thanks to the magic emerald talisman given by the twelfth wise woman in her father's court. Unfortunately, she's not completely clear of danger, for the grandson of the wicked man comes for the pendant. Woken up from her sleep, Dipali faces being trapped in the room unless Veena can find her the emerald pendant. Does Veena find the pendant? Or is Dipali cursed to live bound to the room in the dilapidated mill? Let's go to the final episode of our masala fairy tale, Sleeping Beauty, to find the answers. Sleeping Beauty, Part 4 Island? In the middle of a tropical forest? Where do we find an island? I was taken aback. Dipali looked worried. I have looked everywhere. Under the furniture, inside shelves, behind doors. I don't know what or where the island is. But how do you know? She spoke about Veena helping you find the emerald. Has no one else ever come by? Narin asked Dipali. Veena! Sheila! Narendra! Amma was awake. <gasps> we must go now. We'll come back later, okay? We rushed out of there as Dipali disappeared into the painting. How are you kids not tired after wandering around all night? Amma asked us the following morning. I wanted to sleep some more, but the other two pulled me out of bed. There wasn't much to eat except bread and mangoes, but no one complained. The rain had stopped, but the road was still waterlogged. Look, there's so much water in the garden. There's bound to be an island there, Narain pointed out. I suppose an island is an island, even if it's only a tiny piece of land surrounded by floodwaters. Five minutes later, the three of us waded into the cold, muddy water, a stick in hand to keep us from slipping. There was a raised piece of land in the middle of the garden, and we were almost there when Sheila screamed. Ah! Something's wriggling and moving around my leg! Ah! Naren! Veena! Appa came running. He scooped Sheila out of the water and held her high. The snake looked bewildered at the sudden change, its head dangling in the air. Appa gripped its neck in a flash, peeled it off Sheila's leg and flung it at the trees. All of us waded hurriedly back to the steps. It was the quietest the three of us have ever been. Sheila lay on Amma's lap. I leaned on Amma and squeezed Sheila's hand. Appa, Nareen began. You kids have been acting strangely ever since we came here. Being stuck like this is hard, but you must be careful. Appa was his calm self, but we knew he had also been shocked. 
We hung around with our parents for the rest of the morning. But sitting around made me sleepy. Veena! Veena! Marin shook me awake, worried. Come on, let's try to find this emerald. You sleep for more than twelve hours. I yawned and stretched. Come with me, I found something interesting. I trailed behind. Marching past the room with Dipali's painting, we came to a spiral stairway. The chips on the steps and handrail showed their age, but we climbed it anyway. Cobwebs hung from all sides, and a row of footprints led us into a room filled with armor. More cobwebs and dust settled over the swords and shields decorating the walls. In the middle of the room lay a large table. One end was cleared to show a relief map. Narin used a twig to clean up the rest of the table. We unearthed miniature forest-covered hills, a couple of forts, towns, and a long river. Is this what it looks like around the Mehel? I wondered aloud. Who knows? I don't see any buildings like this Mehel there. But look at the river, Veena. Narin pointed. I followed the blue path on the map until I saw what caught his attention. An island. The river flowed down a valley and widened as it reached a town. Tiny model boats rested on the banks. At the widest point in the river lay an island. But how will we find the island if we don't know where this place is? Narin heard the dejection in my voice. Don't try to make things too complicated. I think we should look under this island because it is right here, isn't it? He argued. It made sense. So, duck, 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 Narin tore at the island bit by bit with a sharp curved knife he had pulled off the wall. It wasn't easy. The map had lain there for who knows how long. When the hole was big enough, I pried at the island with my fingers. It was hollow. We dug harder until my hand slid in. But there was nothing inside. All that hard work, and there was nothing to show for it. We walked back to the front of the mehel quietly. For the first time, I felt scared. I went to our room to sleep. The Pali visited me in my dreams. She was waiting for the news of the emerald, but I had no answer for her. Sleeping again? Child, do some exercises. Do some work. Amma stood before me when I opened my eyes. Sheila stood behind her, beaming and nodding. The minute Amma left the room, Sheila hugged me. Akka! I think I found the island. I was too unhappy to say anything, but Narin didn't give up. What is it, Sheila? Where is it? Come with me. Sheila linked her arm in ours and dragged us to the darbar. When we got there, she climbed on a small table and lifted a picture from the wall. Placing it on the table, she tapped Narin's hand and touched the island in the painting. Swoosh! Sheila began to wriggle. 
just like Dipali had before she went in and out of her painting. There was no time to think. Narin snatched his hand away in shock. No, hold on to her, I cried, and grabbed his other hand. The three of us shook, wobbled, and wriggled like jelly. The sound of waves crashing on the beach hit me as we passed through the painting one by one. Smack! We landed bottom first in a pool of water. Yes! We are on the island! You found it, Sheila! Nareen yelled triumphantly. My wet skirt clung to my legs as we sat in a small pool of water surrounded by rocks. The waves were some distance away. I felt a glimmer of hope inside. We trod through the sand to the dry shore. Surely, we'll find the emerald and everything will be okay. The three of us reached the line of coconut trees. Could the emerald be camouflaged in the pile of green leaves and coconuts? Swish, swish, swish. We got on all fours and looked for the amulet. Nothing. We kept walking and looking. But I was starting to feel sleepy. Wait, the island was in plain sight. The emerald must be as well. It should be easily noticeable. Naren stopped us. We turned and looked at the beach. Uh-oh, we had come a long way from the sandy beach. We must have been here for a long time, for the waves were taller and closer to the shore. Sheila, run, run back to where we landed. We ran, our feet sinking into the wet sand. The weight of my wet skirt slowed me, but I pulled it up to my knee. But where did the circle of rocks go? I felt the bottom of the sea with my feet, and Nareen held me tight. Sheila bent over, peering under the water. A deafening roar rang around us. Nareen lost his grip, and Sheila slid into the rising wave. The two twirled toward the crest, and then the force of the water hit me. I toppled over, my hands and legs flailing, desperately fleeing for anything to steady myself. And I found it. I may be spluttering and gasping for breath, but I held on to a rock, its rough surface digging into my hands. The crashing wave dropped my brother and sister not too far, and as the water receded, a gleaming emerald winked at me. I was right back where we had first landed, and the amulet sat looped around one of those rocks. Here! I screamed over the sounds of the wind and water. Nareen and Sheila ran to the rocks, my joy reflected on their faces. A wave, larger than the last one, was making its way toward us. I moved as fast as I could to snap up the emerald. But Narin and Sheila were not inside the circle of rocks when I felt the dreaded pull of water. Oh no! The wave was almost upon us! Then Sheila flew at me. I broke her fall with one arm while circling the rock and the amulet with the other. My brother jumped in, his bottom landing heavily on us. Oh, what a tangled mass of arms and legs we were!
My feet drag the seabed and the wave open into an umbrella over us. The chain with the emerald pendant tangled itself in my hair and I felt a familiar warble pass from me to my brother and sister. The wave hit the rocks just as we vanished from the island. Ah, oh, Amma! Oi! I popped out of the painting and collapsed on the floor. My brother and sister fell on top of me. We began to giggle nervously, and then with more enthusiasm, until we saw our parents standing there with their mouths hanging open. Amma! Appa! Sheila ran and hugged my mother. We were dripping wet again. It was becoming a habit. Come on, let's go to Dipali, Narin urged us. The Dipali? Who? What? Our parents shuffled behind us, looking bewildered, as we made our way to the painting. The princess looked at us from her painting, her lips curved into a smile. She was not going to step out, not with our parents there. But she had lost a worried, faraway look. I removed the amulet with the precious stone from the tangles in my hair and hung it on her picture. The emerald rested gently under the Pali's neck. A lot had happened in the time we'd been away. The rain stopped and the water receded. Appa found someone to take a look at our van. It was time for us to leave. Dipali needed her room to finish her hundred years of slumber. Then, she'll have her happily ever after. And that is the end of our masala fairy tale, Sleeping Beauty. We hope you liked it as much as we enjoyed writing it. Do write to us and let us know your thoughts on the story at podcast at forallourkids.com. That is podcast at forallourkids.com. Until next week, goodbye from all of us at For All Our Kids. Mm-hmm.